0: Amy Cabo and the Cure. We're back. Thanks for joining us. I'm Amy Cabo and this is the Cure. Listen to us on your radio every Saturday at 1 PM Eastern or through our app The Cure. That was Trampoline by Shyette. I remember one day thinking, how is it possible to have it all? Stability and a family that loves me. I saw myself having everything I ever wanted yet feeling so sad. It's incredible that at one time I dreamt of dying. I couldn't tolerate my own existence and question many times why I was born. But I'm downfounded by the contrast of how I feel now, blessed to be alive, intrigued by how God made me and I have never felt so loved. It started with God. It has transformed my home with love? And is it possible to do the same in the workplace? Our guest is Justina Ford and we'll be discussing how to use science-based Christian energy in the workplace. Justina Ford is a soul brand alignment strategy and also known as the Mindset Queen. Hi Justina. Welcome to The Cure. You're now live. If you can speak a little louder, I can barely hear you.
1: (laughs) Yes, can you hear me now?
0: A little better. Okay. Okay. Uh, Justina, what obstacles do you encounter on your journey to entrepreneurship, and did you have God's help?
1: Yes, I ran into quite a few obstacles. I would say that it really started with just questioning um, my own existence, my gifts, my talents, um, and really wondering where I fit at when it came to um, career, the workplace, all of that. I really questioned um, my gifts, my talents, and I questioned myself around you know, if I was worthy enough to even do the things that I felt that whisper and call in my spirit, and I struggled with confidence, um, insecurities, and just um, really wondering if I was able to accomplish the things that I felt I should be doing.
0: And if you were struggling with that, how did you, how were you able to clear your mind?
1: definitely believe it started really with the Word of God. Um, I grew up in a church that was kind of a little bit of a cult-like environment. Boring. So I, in, you know, in that environment, it was, you know, do as we say, and that the people in the church, they're the ones that give you your calling or kind of tell you what you're supposed to do. And I went for a while feeling invisible, as if There was nothing for me to do, so I took the word of, well, I guess the absent word and felt like there wasn't a calling on my life, but I came to a place as I began to read the word of God, understanding that, wow, God's word is so beautiful, and there's things in that word that apply to me, and that God wants us to really um, take the things of the word and apply that. Like, he gives us authority. And there's promises for us and for us to really be able to speak over ourselves and to speak life into ourselves. So I think I came to a place where I believe I remember it distinctively <laughs> where I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so tired of telling myself, no, I can't do this or telling myself that or looking for all the reasons why things won't work. And I decided to start just tailoring the way I speak to myself and really looking at what God says about me, that I am a daughter of the Most High, that I am a masterpiece, that He has a call and purpose for my life. And I began to let those words um, minister to my heart and be open to the possibilities. So that's really how things began to take a shift for me, because I remember days when I would daydream that <laughs> I would be hit by a car Just so I wouldn't have to deal with the pain of not knowing or the pain of feeling like I was worthless or God didn't have a purpose. So that shift in just shifting the way I spoke to myself. I say self-talk is everything. So I definitely had to shift the way I spoke to myself and do it intentionally and on an hour-by-hour daily basis.
0: So I guess as a kid, you were just following through like a robot. And then as an adult on your own, you seek God and you found your answer. And I think that happens that way for a lot of us because we're all children of God and of a king. And it's so amazing if we only knew how special we were, how much God loves us. He said, be courageous and of good cheer. So basically, be brave because you can trust me and and be happy because i overcame the world but justina mindset you work with mindset and brand strategy tell me what that is how do mindset work and brand strategy work together that could i've never heard of these things
1: Of course. um, Mindset and brand strategy. Um, In order for um, women of faith or those that have the entrepreneurial spirit, because I tend to work with um, Christian women that are wanting to go into business, in order for them to implement strategies for business growth or brand visibility, um, they have to have the right mindset. So I find that a lot of the women that I work with, they struggle with marketing themselves, they struggle with um, selling their services, and it's because they have a disconnect in their thoughts or beliefs. So they're either thinking, I'm not enough, um, I can't charge for this, no one will listen to me, my services aren't valuable, people um, will either judge me or they compare themselves or they frequently find themselves in competition. So mindset is so important because when we understand that God has truly uniquely designed us, then we realize that there really is no competition. (laughs) And when we realize that God has given us gifts and talents unique to us, that he's called us, you know, to a certain place in the marketplace, then we're able to really begin to step into our purpose and understand our value. So that's really how I bridge the gap between mindset and brand strategy is because there's this thing where we want to throw strategy on top of the inner issues that, we're going, that are going on on the inside.
0: It needs to start with us because we affect yeah. our environment. Justina, why do you use energy psychology and inner healing protocols with your personal branding work? never started yes um, I see Sorry how.
1: I remember how I was captive by lies or um, past traumas in my own life and I see how that affected how I showed up in business and when I did my own inner healing work and my own um, and through that inner healing work yes there are energy psychology tools that are used but when I see how I did my own inner healing work, I see how there's a new level of confidence, um, the insecurities don't take over and keep me invisible. <laughs> so, and I see that for my clients as well. Um, they're able to show up in their calling, in their purpose, on a whole new level when they really tap into the um, inner workings of what's holding them captive or the inner workings of what's keeping them invisible. Or Um, causing them to procrastinate or sit on their gifts and their talents. So that's the reason why I love using the energy psychology because energy psychology is really a mind-body work, and it is the relationship between our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. So a lot of the thoughts and emotions that go on as we're trying to pursue say, entrepreneurship or start a new business, those thoughts and emotions are fear-based. They are levels of insecurity that we deal with or even the ability to take a risk. So if we're able to deal with those thoughts and emotions that are taking place, then we can then have um, the clients or the different women that I'm working with are able to be more productive and more motivated when we're able to deal with um, the inner workings
0: Kind of like happy energy. It's contagious. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. So, when we're back, we will continue talking with Justina Ford about how to use Christian energy psychology in the workplace. I'm Amy Cabo, and this is The Cure. back with Amy Cabo and The Cure. <laughs>
1: Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. The issue is not stay there, but to overcome all obstacles and show that with the love of God, your husband and your family, you can succeed. Love is the answer, God is the cure reveals Amy Cabo's life, a warrior who didn't give up and achieved the dream of her life. You can get to know more about her and her story on godisthecure.com or buying her book on amazon.com. It's
0: continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. We're back and thanks for being with us. I'm Amy Cabo and this is The Cure. You can listen every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio on our app The Cure or on social media. All shows are available as a video podcast. Just look for The Cure and message us on Facebook. Look for God is the Cure. That was Summer by Moonlight Breakfast. I've learned to love and appreciate all of God's creation and live life to the fullest day by day. I believe it's important to appreciate one another and go outside at least once a day to feel the breeze, the warmth of the sun, and I do love the wind in my hair as I drive my car. It does make me feel free. I love feeling alive as I hold Bobby's hand. God provided many forms of non-conventional therapy in nature and people. Sometimes the things we consider to be the simple things in life are what matter most. We are joined by Justina Ford, a soulfully aligned coach. I didn't know there was a, such a thing as a soulfully aligned coach. Maybe Justina, that's only you. But I guess, Are there others? <laughs> I, I guess Justina, that means you have a lot of soul.
1: <laughs> no. Yes, yes, it's something that um, is definitely coined by me. It's a different different take on um, approaching business, approaching our brand, approaching how we show up in the marketplace. So,
0: yes. So, but, nice. Justina, you mentioned earlier about um, stored emotions and past traumas, and how that can affect a person's brand. I, and so, could you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I can definitely tell you some more about that. I feel like, well, just from I have most of the experiences through the clients that I've worked with in the past, so I can share a story. Um, I've had, I had a client that um, dealt with a childhood trauma. I think it was like at the age of three years old.
0: Oh, I hear you better. um,
1: Yes, (laughs) at the age of three years old, and she was trying to speak out, I think there was some type of outfit or clothing item she wanted to wear, and her parents were like, no, you're not going to wear that, and she was trying to wear it anyways, and she ended up getting a spanking, and it was just a traumatic situation of control, right, between the parents and what she wanted to do for herself and the way she wanted to express herself, and she found that, you know, whenever she would go to work or there would be a meeting or something, she had trouble standing before the, um, in the meeting and really presenting herself in a confident manner so when we prayed about this during the session and um, I usually we pray and I ask my clients to really tune in listen to the Holy Spirit and we ask God out loud together like what 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 do you, what is the root to this show us where this insecurity started and he took us back to that particular trauma And in that trauma, we were able to work through the forgiveness toward her parents and ask God, what is the truth of this matter? What was the lie that the enemy spoke to you during that time? And it was that I am not safe to express myself because of that physical spanking that she got. So now she went into the workplace with that same... With that same lie, that it wasn't safe for her to express herself because maybe her coworkers would lash out at her or they would be jealous of her or some extra thing. So I have plenty of stories (laughs) of how um, stored emotions from when we were in our childhood, how those lies that the enemy offers us in that moment, because as children, you're looking, you're grappling for a way to cope with it. So the enemy will offer us a lie or a vow or we'll make some type of agreement to keep ourselves safe. And he, in turn, lies to us, says, hey, if you keep your mouth closed, people won't be able to hurt you. But it ends up being, you know, he never gives us the truth. He's always out to, you know, kill, steal, destroy, all that other kind of stuff. So those are that's just one example of how a stored, a stored emotion could affect us in our career, in our calling, in our business.
0: Well, I know, uh, for, for speaking from personal experience, that stored emotions and past traumas can get you to just feel really bad and have negative thoughts. And for the longest time, I thought, I, I only felt that I was capable when I had God in my life, like when I recused the judge. I would have never thought I was capable of doing that. But the stored emotion and the, and the past traumas, they they really do a number on you. And for the longest time, I thought that I was broken, that there was something wrong with me. And it wasn't until I got close to God, again, that I realized it's not me that's thinking these bad things because not only that I read, a, I read a book about Satan and the same way that you think you negative talk to yourself that's how Satan was negative talking to to the to the saint so how do you know it's you that keeps negative talking to yourself and it's not Satan putting those thoughts in your head I call him pickpocket so then if you're aware that it's pickpocket and you know you have God on your side God is much more powerful, then you can contrast it, you can fight it back. No, I I know better than this. No, I'm not that way. That was just a mistake. Mistakes are forgivable. Things like that, you're able to fight it, whereas if you feel that you're broken, you feel helpless.
1: Yes, I truly believe that people do struggle with that, that idea that because I thought this, it's my own thought, right? And I believe that there is spiritual warfare at play when it comes to our purpose and us walking in our true identity. And for the women that I work with, their purpose and their call is to the marketplace. So the enemy will speak to us and spew out his lies and all of that to try to keep us from doing the very thing that God has called us to do. So I do believe that a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the, um, even the, the images that they portray of themselves, that it is the enemy that has offered that. But I do believe that we have to take responsibility because at some point, we we decided, we made a choice to come into agreement with what the enemy offered us. So I think one of the key ways to breaking that with my clients is totally through confession. Like, I will have them confess. I've had a client confess that, you know, she agreed with the enemy that if she spoke out that she would have to deal with negative consequences, you know, and it has everything to do with her messaging. Like God has given her an amazing message to stand on in the marketplace, but she has been so quiet about it and she won't fully own that message and speak in it and be consistent with it um, because she's been fearing the backlash of people. And it's because there's been some other things that have happened in her life. Um, traumatic things that happened in her life where there were real consequences for her speaking out, you know. So I definitely think it's a combination of, yes, the enemy does offer us these lies and these thoughts, and he interjects our thoughts, but we have to stand and not be in agreement with it. We have to make sure that we are in agreement with God's word, even when it doesn't feel good, because I know there's times when I was, you know, reading the word of God, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't feel true for me. But I have to continue to speak the truth over myself instead of speaking that negative thing that the enemy has offered.
0: Yes, you're so right. I I am there with you. I so believe you. Because, I mean, the enemy can be very deceiving. You may feel like you're close to God and praying and you can feel him. And other times, you don't feel him. You don't feel anything. In fact, you may feel sad and you may feel bad and you don't know why. Well, rest assured... One time, Pickpocket had a saint so depressed, he was too depressed to pray. And if he can make a saint too depressed to pray, imagine there will be times that things don't feel right, but the, the way that I deal with it is that I know it will pass. And as, long as, as soon as I don't let whatever it is bother me, it goes away faster. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. And I think that fear is another thing because you brought up, you know, depression or sadness. Fear is another thing. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm too afraid to speak up or I'm too afraid to pray. I read, oh, my gosh, I remember a time where I was, I was living some, in a new place with my husband's past, he's military and full well, former military, and we would move to different places, and we, this time we were in a short amount of duration there, maybe like less than six months in this place. And for whatever reason, I've never shared this out loud. This is crazy. Thank you, God. Okay, so for whatever reason, while I was in this particular space, there was like a negative energy there that I can't even like. Can you
0: say it louder? It's really interesting, but I can barely hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes,
1: ma'am. I said there was a negative energy there where I couldn't um, put my finger on. But I remember being so fearful, like I would be frozen in my bed, and I could not speak and I could not pray. I remember that. So I would pull up on my laptop and I would read the word in my mind because I was so afraid to, like, speak it out, and I had to remember that when you said, this will pass, this will pass, and it did pass. I actually had to leave that particular location. And... I, rem- I just remember that. So I know that we can be Christian. We can love God with all of our hearts. And but we can know, still find ourselves struggling. Yes. And, I think that and that that
0: that's the beauty of also- life. That, that oh, is the beauty that? of life. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. up and down. And that's what's great that we have each other. But we're almost finished with today's show. Only a few minutes left. Thank you, Justina, for being with us. Justina. Yes. Thank, thank you, so you so much for being you. with us. And thank you. Yes, I please. Thank you. And for more information on Justina Ford, please go to godissecure.com and look under guests. Let's pray. Hedge of protection. Holy Father, please keep a hedge of protection around me and my family. Father, please continue to open doors of employment that no man can close and close doors that are not consistent with your perfect will for my life. I trust in your ability to select the best path for my life because you know me better than anyone else. Father, protect the home and property that you've allowed me to steward. Keep my heart always consumed with you and not worldly possessions. As you continue to bless me, I will continue to be a blessing to others. No matter what season I go through, just as Job trusted you with all he had, I too say, though he may slay me, yet will I trust him. Amen. This is Amy Cabell. You have been listening to The Cure. Have a great weekend. Until next time.